0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Index, but first let's take a look at the stories that are making the business pages this morning. Aidan Donnelly of Davy is with us. Good morning, Aidan.
1: Good morning. How are you? I'm
0: good. Uh, Some interesting stories in the papers this morning. Um, The auto-enrolment, now this is the kind of thing that causes people to lull off and we don't want them going back to sleep at this hour on a Friday morning but it could be very lucrative for somebody because somebody has to run the auto-enrolment scheme to capture about 750,000 people who don't have a pension right now and uh, Heather Humphrey has the clock against her.
1: She certainly does. This is the story that they're saying. The Department of Social Protection is basically saying by that by the end of November, its official search for a company to to build and run this system is going to be up and running. Now, what they are saying is the whole program can be in place by in within twelve months, and there will would be a lot of people in the industry that think this is um, there's a, there's a high degree of skepticism. Let's just say that it can be all organized in, in that quickly because, as you said, it's no mean to get a system up and running for 750,000 people. You've got to get, obviously, the company to run the, the administration side of it and, and operate the system uh, for this new uh, state organization called the Central Processing Authority. Uh, and then you've got to get the investment companies in to actually roll out the products. And, and you know, the contract for or, or the, the expectation is that those uh, investment firms to, that will be lined up to to manage the underlying enrollment, they're not expected to be awarded until the second quarter of, of 2024. So it, it, it's, I, I think the scepticism out there, look, you, you say it's going to be very lucrative for everybody, ultimately will be lucrative for the, the, the people um, within the system because they get a, a, a pension started at a, at a good early age.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Seamus Brennan, uh, God him, was one of the first ministers to talk about auto enrollment. It's taken time to get to this point. Uh, I drove...
1: 2006, 2006 yeah. when he proposed it, so. (laughs) Yeah,
0: a lot of water and indeed pensioners passed under the bridge since then. Um, Conor McGregor's pub, The Black Forge, I drove past it last night. looks very nice from the outside, but it's not making much money, is it?
1: No, it's 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 certainly not. It's in, in the accounts that were filed it, uh, for last year. It made a loss of four hundred and thirty-two thousand. Now, when you actually put that in context, it, they, it, that comes on top of a one point one three million loss in twenty twenty-one, and obviously ju- uh, during the pandemic. But the the other thing when you when you read through the, the, this article, you kind of get a, a glimpse, I would say, of the extent of the business empire that's in there that, uh, for his Jemmy Ventures. And um, they're looking at that assets of in excess of uh, 4.4 million at the end of uh, 2022. Um, and, you know, lots of property, but also things like, he obviously has his whiskey brand. He's also bought the Porterhouse Brewery in Dublin. Now, he hasn't bought any of the bars, the Porterhouse bars, but um, he has bought the Porterhouse Brewery that brews his forged Irish stout. So, um, I think he's probably in, uh, as, as we in the investment side say, he's in the investment phase of his rollout of his business, you know.
0: Okay, so he's not worry too much uh, just no, yet. No. Um, many cars raise eyebrows. Um, one particular car that used to raise an eyebrow, we didn't have that many of them, the Renault Twingo. Kind of, yeah. tiny little box on wheels. Um, but Renault are looking to reinvest in it now, turning it electric in the hope that it could be the next big thing.
1: Yes, the little Twingo is going to get a couple of batteries put into it and everybody can drive around. <laughs>
0: Probably <laughs> to, to, to a couple of double A's by the size <laughs> of it.
1: Double A's, yeah. Well, It might, might be one of the old square batteries. Remember those? <laughs> <laughs> the 9 volt. The nine volts, yeah. Well, the, the redesigned city car was presented at an investor event this week um, and it's going to be sold from 2026 on. But the real issue, I suppose, here is that they're actually pitching it at a price of less than €20,000. Now, whether it's, it, it, it gets on these shores at €20,000, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But um, there is this massive race to try to get a an EV. As, as the head of uh, Renault's business that they want to democratise EV. EVs in Europe. And and they've made a big, big push on this because they've actually separated out their um, uh, electric vehicle business into a, set, a separate business called Ampere, and they are hoping to, to uh, list that in the stock market sometime in the next year or so. Um, so they've put a big uh, bet in place. Now, again, uh, you know, there's a good few people have tried to get this really, really low-cost EV out there, and it hasn't worked so far. So it will be very interesting to see if Renault can do it with the Twingo. Yeah. You, know, you, have, you have the likes of Volkswagen coming in with one under 25,000, but this would be the first one under 20,000.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't be putting three kids in the back of it now. But uh, look, it's good value if you get one for 20 grand. Um, You were away in America, I believe, this week, Aidan, meeting with CEOs. What's the mood like?
1: Um, it's it's interesting. I was there this time last year and I would have said that the, the, the CEOs were probably much more. They, while they were cautiously optimistic, I think the, the emphasis was on optimistic. Um, this year round, I think they're cautiously optimistic, but the emphasis is on, on a little bit more cautious. Um, and I think what's ultimately caught a lot of them has been that although the end markets have been very strong, with all of the changes that have happened in supply chains over the last kind of two to three years with COVID and everything else, I don't think every, anybody had a really firm grip on where all the inventory was in the channel. And, and I think what's happened is you've seen reasonably good um, end market growth, but a lot of that has come at the expense of, of inventories being destocked rather than it flown to, to through to the ultimate business uh, owner. And I think that's just got them a little bit cautious that they don't know where they are in this inventory correction uh, channel. Now, the one thing I would say to you is a lot of them are still very positive about their end markets, um, even where it involves the consumer. Um, they have definitely seen a switch. And we saw it yesterday in Walmart's numbers. We've seen a switch over the last years. People have switched from, you know, their, with their retail spending, buying stuff to buying services. So going out to restaurants, going on holidays, um, you know, doing those types of things rather than actually buying products Um we'll probably see that move back towards a more normalised uh, imbalance next year. So I think that's what a lot of the CEOs are looking at, that, that they can see it. But the big question then uh, for certainly the consumer side is obviously with interest rates going that bit uh, significantly higher over the last two years, does that kind of um, stifle off some mm. demand? But I, I think there's there's probably a few more questions for them to answer this year than they, than they would have had last year.
0: Okay. Aidan Donnelly of Davy, pleasure as always. Thanks very much for joining us. Still to come on Breakfast Business with Jonathan Healy and for Joe. Breakfast, Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.